This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What am I, an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody. It's not human intelligence. If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Friday, September 15th, and this is episode 173. My name is Dan Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan Duffy. I'm Summer Devotchka. Nice. I wasn't. I just gave you an an uncomfortable, awkward look. Yeah, that was kind of mean to make her do that without introducing her in any way. Sorry, Summer. We have Summer Devotchka in studio with us. She's she's a friend of mine. Is very awesome. Uh, She's the. New president for Atheists of Utah. Fuck yeah, I am. And has been doing some fantastic work. Looking forward to talking more to you this evening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, Dan. You're welcome. Thanks for coming down here and spending some time with us in the studio. You're real welcome. I'm like, Ryan, should we just leave? Is that, (laughs) I mean, it's getting real weird. Sounds like there's a date going on or something. (laughs) Yeah. That's getting real weird. <laughs> We're just really good friends, okay? <laughs> let's, let's go hang out with Tracy at a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing a birthday party this evening to do this with with you fine people and for you fine people out there who are listening. Uh, so happy birthday, Leanne. Sorry, sorry I didn't make it out to your birthday party tonight, but I have I have to record a thing for the peoples yeah. to listen to. What did you guys do over the last week? Uh, we're working on a short film, so we were working on that the last few days. A short film? Yeah. With little uh, people? Um, not, uh, some of them are <laughs> shorter than me. Well, there's a lot of people who are shorter yeah, than you. Every, everyone is shorter than me in it. Uh, but I'll be acting in it for a quick scene. Oh, yeah? And I'll jump back on the camera. Wait, so you're inserting a tall film? Yeah. For your scene? No, it's gonna be a tall scene in the short film. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What is the short film about? Uh, it's for a local Halloween. I didn't film say what contest. it's for. What is it about? It's <laughs> never mind. It's about it's about demons that kill all of us, and we do it in a Jack Black music style. If the demons kill all of you, who's gonna film the movie? Well, that's what that's why the demons killing me first, so I can film it. Oh. And what's a Jack Black music style? You ever seen like Tenacious D? Like you know how he does his music videos? Oh no. How what? Like, no, yeah, no. Oh, okay, no. Yeah, not so Matt Matt won't like it. That? No, no. <laughs> I do uh, not approve. No. Well, you won't have to watch it then. So go fuck yourself, Matt. <laughs> that was funny. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> just, this is for a film festival. For, yeah, for it's a local film festival. Uh-huh. Some fun. Uh huh. Yeah. When is the festival? Uh, October 25th. When does the movie have to be complete and turned in? I have in? to have it submitted by October 9th. Oh, shit. All of a sudden, your mustache makes sense. You're doing it for a part. Yeah. Okay. You should see the wig I got to wear. <laughs> I, got a fo- I got a picture on my phone of it. I'll show you guys in the studio. Okay. My mom said I definitely look like a 70s porn star. <laughs> and my mom knows what she's talking about. <laughs> 
<laughs> because she's seen all of the porn stars from the 70s and knows? Probably. Oh. So oh, gross. <laughs> oh, Ryan, that is bad. Wow. It is bad. Wow. It's horrible. It's... Oh, That's God. You will have to put that in the show notes or something. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, send yeah. that to me. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's, there's actually what my mom said. I showed her the picture and said, like, from the 60s, like a porn star? Okay, now you do <laughs> look like a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. Yeah, so that would be fun. <laughs> That's a great picture. Thank you. You should make that your new profile picture. Nah, I'm good. No? Oh, it's so maybe, good, though. Maybe I'll put the wig on while I'm wearing the priest outfit. Hmm. Oh, right. You're a priest. For half of it. Okay. So I'm going to go online and get ordained to try to kill the demon that's haunting our shop. Like in, in real life, you're going to get ordained or just in the- I'm just going to do it on my phone, like in a little quick thing. I'm going to go- Wait, your character? Oh. Yeah. Your character it's, has to do that? Yeah. Okay. But we're playing that's ourselves as a getting. jokey version yeah, of ourselves. We don't- Because we don't know. Like maybe you're a method actor and so you were going to go get ordained for real to play this part. Well, I can just go <laughs> online and get ordained in the Church of Dudism or something. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an ordained minister through the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. There we go. That's that's my ministerial certi- certification for performing weddings. Yeah, cool. he'll be marrying me. Fucking a, he is. Wait, you guys, are, get, wait, 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 you guys are getting married? Yeah, <laughs> it's Summer and Joe are gonna do that. Oh, I thought she said you were gonna be bearing. Yeah, I'll she's be. Like her. I'll be performing the ceremony. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> sense it makes yeah i i have done very few weddings i usually only do them for friends yeah well that makes sense you're not getting it's like that's not a profession for you yeah yeah uh i think i did one for people that i didn't really know okay yeah. what What about you summer what have you done over the last week um a lot of work uh we're preparing for a grand opening for something uh, down in St. George. Uh-huh. And so I've just been working a lot on that. Yeah. Doing double time. Ooh. Um, other than that, not a whole lot. I got a puppy. That's right, B. Yeah. yeah like two weeks ago. B's cute. Yeah. His full name is Bezelbob <laughs> Tink Devochka. Oh. Tink after my old dog, Tinkerbell. Oh, okay. Yeah. I miss Tinkerbell. She was adorable. I know. She was a cute little baby. She's very cute. Yeah. So super busy with work, doing yeah. something top secret in St. George. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And then <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> um, and then just busy with AFU stuff because we have Provo Pride tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just been busy with stuff like that. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, fuck, dude, I'm boring. I oh yeah. I can't think of anything else that I've done. Yelled at my kids a lot this week. Oh good. Yeah. Hmm. They probably mm-hmm. deserved it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely deserved it. <laughs> and, and you, Matt? Uh, same old. Same old. Work and that's about it. Did you do any fishing? No fishing. Oh. Some football-y stuff, but. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, football season has officially started Yeah, for, for the for the boy. I talked about it last week, too. Yeah. So that's, it started before last. Well, uh, yeah, last but. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's in full swing now. <laughs> It was in full swing last yeah. week also. Well, yeah, but now they got like their 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 practice games out of the way. Hmm. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> they have a good I, team? Who? Uh, Brandon's team. Oh, yeah, no. No? Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, <laughs> so the other that's teams get to keep practicing all year. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because the first game they played in Jordan, the Beat Diggers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And beat them 40 to nothing. So we're like, oh, this is good. But then they've gotten their ass kicked the last two times. So it's like maybe the Beat Diggers just really, really fucking suck. suck. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that they've ever had a very good football team. Oh, okay. That I that I know of anyway. And every time that we played over there, their grass was always super fucking long. Really? Like the field the mm. like they should have mowed it a week prior to us. Mm. Like like they like yeah, it well, was that, at least a week overgrown. Fucking grown beets, man. When, <laughs> when we it's would, got some 70s when we bush. Would play there. Yeah. Uh but yeah. I know when I talk about football on this show, our audience probably mostly sees that the way that I view the podcast I listen to talking about superheroes. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure we have some sportsy fans out there. Yeah. Actually, uh, there's a there's a friend and listener of the show who contacted me earlier this week asking, and you might actually be interested. I'll talk to you about it later. Well, I well, no, I'll just say that. Uh, he's talking <laughs> about wanting to start a sports a sports ball podcast and wanted to know about setting up all of the things, what he needed to do, how do you run a podcast, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Well, perfect. And then I have a lot more to my week then. So the fucking Bengals. Let me just tell you about the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> wait, wait. This, this, is, this isn't that show yet. <laughs> oh, damn. But uh, he'll, yeah, he'll be coming in sometime next month to just sit and okay. observe. and just shadow. Yeah. See what we do and why and how and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Hey, uh, off topic. Did you guys hear that uh, Cassini killed itself this morning? Yes. Well, it was murdered. Oh. It was I murdered. I mean, it was, it, was, it was told to kill itself. Yeah. By NASA yeah. and Saturn. It's fucking murderers. Yeah. First of all, well, like, that sounds more like a- Cassini? I'm like, oh, yeah, the one that's going around, uh, was going around the moon. Uranus. Um, <laughs> no, that's a, that's a finger. Always funny. Always funny. Um, more like more like assisted suicide, right? I guess. Sure. Let him die with dignity, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I assume it's male. I don't know why I assume it's male. Well, because it's science-y. I don't know. Mm. What? Ma- I didn't... <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I like making sexist jokes when there's a woman around. And, and a lot of times satellites I'll, I'll have- I'll myself out. <laughs> a lot of times satellites have phallic objects sticking out of the front of them. Spherical, but quite pointy in parts. Yeah. What? What isn't fucking phallic, though? Like, you guys, like, a, your dicks are everywhere. A basketball? My dick is everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Donuts are- I don't, are, I don't like, think mine is. <laughs> There are a few pictures floating around the internet. Now, now Ryan's dick is everywhere. I'd have to check. All over 70s porn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. So says his mother. Right, right. And she would know. There have been a few nights where I don't know what happened. I've never sent a dick pic, but there are pictures of me being Holding very drunk and passed out. Actually, I don't even know if you can see my dick. I think you just see my balls. That's, that's not a good sign for your dick. Well, because I was passed out. And laying on my side. Okay. But my balls were between my legs. You're laying oh, on my oh. side. So it's yeah. just, it's like a picture of my, like, it's a picture like of my ass. Hairy coconuts. Sideways. <laughs> and yeah, just my balls between my legs as I'm passed out. And they're in there fucking with me and taking pictures and stuff. Hmm. From when I was 19. Yes, I was, I was at least of age. Okay. Barely legal. Yeah, I was barely legal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
I did some things. I went and saw It. Yeah, I saw that too. I loved it. Saw what? It. Oh, it, God. that one movie. That was jokes. I went and saw It, you know. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was very good. Followed the the book and the previous movie or TV series thing Yeah, very well. The Skarsgård guy who plays mm-hmm. Pennywise oh, was yeah. fucking awesome as Pennywise. Yep. I think Tim Curry would be pleased. Yeah. It was creepy and scary and filmed very well. All of the child actors I really liked. Who's the nerdy kid in the library? Yeah, his character's name was Ben. I don't remember yeah. what his real name is. Yeah, he's a cute yeah, kid. Yeah, he was adorable. It was good. I went golfing on Tuesday. I don't think I did much of anything else besides just be busy with work and editing the show and doing other stuff like that. But that's about it for me. Okay. All right, well, let's talk about some other stuff then. We're going to interview Summer. Yay. You ready? I am ready. Okay, well, let's wait just a second then. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all you dirty cis people out there who think you run the world, this is the trans podcaster Marissa Alexa McCool coming to say that you should go sit in the corner and listen to other people talk. And the people you should listen to are the godless revolution folks because they're the good kind of cis people. We don't have to shame them just as much. So you go ahead and listen to them and then you come listen to us so we can tell them why they need to apologize. The Bible is terrific. Give it a read. It's got monsters and adventures. And, and hey, if you like torture porn, check out the Old Testament. Oh, man. Any Saw fans out there? Woo! Get the Old Testament. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Hey, everybody. We're the Utah Outcasts, and we want you to listen to our show. We're a rowdy bunch of super liberal atheists that reside in the state of Utah who bring you current events and featured content on a semi-weekly basis. Whether it's us poking fun at the religious right or ranting at the world in which we all reside, we want to borrow your ears for about an hour twice a week. Hey, and don't forget to tell them the best part about it. Oh yeah! The show's free for all. It is indeed. So if you like free, we're available through iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Patreon, and even in full HD video via YouTube. Give us a listen. You won't be sorry. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hope like me all right ms devotchka legally now i know right that's yeah, a new thing as of tuesday so tell us a little bit about yourself where have you lived in utah your whole life let let tell us a little bit about your background and we'll start ans- asking questions all right as we go along i can do this i love talking about myself okay <laughs> so uh i grew up in las vegas and I uh, was a Catholic schoolgirl for eight years. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vegas is really hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From kindergarten to seventh grade. Uh, and then. Um, like in a, at, a pri- at a private Catholic school? Yeah, thing? at a private Catholic All school. Girls? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it was. Oh, okay. It was dudes and chicks. Uh, um, but 
yeah, so I I went to Catholic school and um when I was going into the eighth grade, which was the last year in the school that I was going to, my mom asked me if I wanted to keep going. And uh, I basically was like, fuck now. No, no, I do not want to keep going. Um, like to school period or just yeah. to a Catholic school or? Well, I didn't I didn't know how bad uh, public eighth grade or eighth grade in public school would be. Uh. So if I could, you know, turn back time, uh, I would know that I just didn't want to go to school anymore. But um, no, so I ended up going to public school in the eighth grade and I basically like, really never looked back. I, my family wasn't really religious. Um, I mean, they said that they were, my dad said that he was a Christian and my mom said that she was Catholic, but we never went to church. The only time I went to church was when they forced us to go on Fridays. Uh That was like the beginning of our school day, basically. And, um, wait, every week, every week. Oh, but, so it wasn't your, but it wasn't your parents forcing you. It was through school. It was the school forcing oh. us. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. like, my parents aren't very religious. We just went every week. I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, 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 it was the school. So it was like Friday <laughs> okay. morning mass. We would okay. have to go and do that. And that would be like every Friday morning. Um, so we did that. But like outside of that, my family, we, we never really went to church. We never really talked about religion at home or anything like that. Um, but it's funny because when I came out as an atheist to my mom and this was in high school, I mean, basically after I left Catholic school, I knew that I didn't believe in God anymore. Um, and I thought that it was all bullshit, but, um, I didn't really feel like I had to come out until high school when my mom and my stepdad started inviting missionaries over. Mm. So, and this is in Vegas too. Like Catholic missionaries or no, LDS like missionaries? LDS missionaries. Why would they invite LDS my stepdad? My stepdad was baptized LDS, yeah. but he wasn't raised LDS. Mm. I don't know. And then my stepsisters and my brother were like fucking wild. <laughs> so I think that like they thought we need some bringing, control. Yeah. So I think they thought like bringing over missionaries would make it better. It didn't. Um, we need but, a celestial babysitter kind of thing. Yeah, pretty <laughs> okay. much. Um, but yeah, so that's when I came out and I was like, listen, I'm not fucking meeting with these fools anymore. I'm not doing this because they'd all make us like sit out in the living room and we would have to talk and pray together. And <laughs> yeah, it was bullshit. So I told her, I was like, I'm not going anymore. I'm an atheist. And she's like, oh, well, and her reaction wasn't even like, oh, well, you don't believe in God. And well, why not? She was like, oh, great. I just wasted like thousands of fucking dollars. Like, <laughs> she, was, she was pissed. That on the Catholic she, school? Or? Yeah, oh, okay. That she wasted so much money on Catholic school. It's <laughs> like, well, it's not like you asked like, hey, mom, can I go to Catholic school? I know. Please? I know. I know. Um, oh, man, I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys something. I just hope my mom never listens to this. But uh, so it's funny because like a few years ago, I asked her, I was like, we weren't ever really religious and we never went to church. I don't understand why you spent so much money, especially if you're like pissed off about it now. Why did you spend so much money on me going to Catholic school? And she goes, I don't know. I just, this is my impression of my mom. I don't know. It's really good. I just, thank you. <laughs> You've never even met her, but oh, fucking. Yeah, coffee yeah, I, know. <laughs> I totally know her. Yeah. Um, uh, that worries me a little bit. Um, but she's like, I, I, you know, I don't know. We just, we weren't really religious. I know that, but 
You know, sometimes being in those public schools, especially with living in Las Vegas, it's really scary. And I just kind of wanted to keep you away from the black kids. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I have met your mom. And... Hi, hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was huh. it was pretty fucked up. And it's so funny because my mom is totally the type. She's like, I'm not I'm not racist, but I just don't like oh, black yeah. people. I just, I just wanted to keep you away from the black kids. Oh my god. But, yeah. but never hang out with those people. <laughs> yeah. <honey. laughs> yeah. Um hmm. but yeah, anyway, so that is basically why I ended up going to Catholic school for so long. Um but yeah, so I ended up not believing and then I uh Well I'm sorry, were there no black kids at your Catholic school? Dude, there was like two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, Catholicism is like, in Las Vegas, it's like a Hispanic thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. There were a ton of Hispanic people. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So she has she has a very specific prejudice. Yeah. Well, half of our family is Hispanic, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I oh. think that she's probably a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, anybody who is a bigot of any kind against a particular minority, the more they get to know people in that minority, the mo- the less bigoted they are toward them, right? Typically. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that wasn't an issue. But, uh, hmm. yeah. What huh. was your question? <laughs> oh, just if there were any black people in your school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There were like two. Oh, okay. Um, and it's funny because I, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember going to swim camp with the only black girl in our school. And... I remember oh, crushing getting... stereotypes. Nice. I remember, I remember, I remember, you got that one a little late. I, I remember her. I remember her getting out of the pool and I looked at her and I was like, wow, your hair dries really fast. Oh. And I'm just like, God damn it. Now adult summer is just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you were a kid. You didn't know. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, so beyond that, uh, after I graduated high school, I moved to Southern Utah to go to SUU for theater, which I gave up pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. uh, but Too yeah. many black people? So yeah, way, way <laughs> too many black people. I was uncomfortable. My mother was uncomfortable. It just- Well, this good. is the deep south of Utah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I didn't do that. Uh, but I stayed there for about a semester and shit got real gay. Uh, I, uh, I, I became the, I don't remember if I was the president or vice president of the pride club. Hmm. Um, but that's when I came out as bisexual (gasps) and oh lord and so my and this is when like myspace was still popular so my mom would see things on my myspace and question me like are you a lesbian and you know of course like like, four of your top eight are lesbians (laughs) what's going on the shockwave that rippled through all 1600 people in your town in southern utah (laughs) yeah so um so yeah, so I started getting involved in Pride, and uh, after that, I did a little bit of traveling, came back to Utah, got married, and then moved up here to Salt Lake. And uh, my ex-husband and I, we had no friends, zero friends when we moved up here. And so we decided that we wanted to kind of venture out and meet people, and that's when we met everybody through Atheists of Utah. Awesome. Where did you travel around to before? Um, 
So I ended up moving back to Vegas after my first semester because I was like, fuck this. I just want to sleep all day long and get drunk at night. Mm, Perfect place. uh, Yeah. So I actually moved back to Vegas for a little while. And then I was an au pair in Germany. And I lived there for about a year before moving back to Vegas, then back to Utah. Hmm. Did you learn to speak German? No. So the family (laughs) that I lived with, uh, the, the children spoke English in the home before they went to school and then in preschool they learned how to speak german because the father was american uh, oh, okay. and the wife was german um and it was it was strange i was 18 at the time and uh i was stoked like i've always been like a huge adventurer like i love going on vacations by myself and i just i would just rather not go with other people you can fucking do you can do whatever you want you can sleep until whatever time you want you can eat whatever you want oh my god it's nice So anyways, I was super stoked about moving to Germany, especially because we knew these people. Um, They used to live next door to us in Las Vegas before they moved back to Germany. And uh, I got there and quickly found out that they were like a little fucking abusive. So it was it was an interesting experience because I was so young and like I got to explore another country. And then for my 19th birthday, I went to Italy by myself for a week. I went to Venice. Um, but yeah, as soon as that year was up, I was like, I'm out. They were trying to convince me to like lose contact with everybody back in the States. Oh, uh, was it a cult? <laughs> right, dude. It was, it was fucking creepy. Like, I don't know. It's if I, if I would have ever been diagnosed with PTSD, it would have been because of this. Cause it was fucking traumatic. Oh, wow. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, I mean, other other than the family being a bunch of shitheads, it was pretty interesting. But <laughs> yeah, I came home and I was just like, fuck that dude. Fuck kids. I'm never having kids. I'm never going to be a nanny ever again. But now I have four stepkids. But I mean, they're pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> wow. So a year in Germany and then you came back to Southern Utah, did you say? Or did you say you Las went Vegas. back to Las Vegas? Yeah, okay. for a little while. And then... uh back to Southern Utah. And then, yeah, that's where I met my ex-husband. And then we decided that we didn't want to live there anymore. Mm. Uh, it was It's just too small. And it's like, you in Southern Utah, um, in Cedar City and St. George specifically, you're either Mormon, a college student, or a meth head. Like, oh. there's no in-between. Mm. And so we, we were in college, but I mean, a lot of the college students were pretty conservative too, so... Mm. Yeah, we just decided that we wanted to move up to Salt Lake to um, pursue... For all the diversity. (laughs) Yeah, for all of the diversity. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we came up here to pursue uh, better bachelor's degrees because you graduate from SUU and uh, then you move up to Salt Lake and you work for Enterprise Rent-A-Car for the rest of your life. Ah. So so yeah, we decided to move up here to go to U of U and we didn't want to pay out of state fees mm. or whatever for college yeah. so that's why we decided to stay in utah but i i actually really love it here um i I've, do too people complain about it a lot all the time and I, I mean i complain about it sometimes too but it's not because of the state necessarily it's because of some of the shitty people here yeah, it's not the land find, it's the people yeah yeah but i mean you're gonna find shitty people anywhere yeah and i think i really like it here i think it's beautiful when we don't have an inversion and shit but I just want a yeah, better beer selection in this state. I think we have a pretty, pretty good, good beer yeah, selection. Yeah, I was going to say, we have a really good beer selection. Like, without having to go to the liquor store. Oh, well. Well, those yeah. are law problems, not... Yeah. yeah, those are law problems. Yeah, that's what I'm like, that's... 
I'm like, I would like to be able to buy a six pack of beer I can get back in Wisconsin for seven bucks for yeah. seven bucks and not fourteen dollars. And that's tied to some of the shitty people yeah, around right. mm-hmm. who just happen to be members of the of the dominant faith LDS. tradition here, yeah. Who write stupid shitty laws and jack up the tax on alcohol to eighty six percent. Mm-hmm. Eighty six percent markup over yeah. yeah. Over. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. That's why we spend so much money in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is why I'm excited for Wendover's mega liquor store to open up. Yeah, absolutely. Twenty thousand square foot. It's like a, was it like a three for... story liquor store? This is in Wendover. Yeah, yeah. they're building Whoa. it right now. I'm guessing it's also going to be a weed emporium. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Is it? A, it's a lease, right? That they're building out there. Yeah, yeah. I it's one so. of their yeah their discount lease, like discount liquor. But like the square footage of the the square footage of the liquor store. Is going to be a higher number than the total population yeah. of the city. Yeah, so. like literally, you could put a room for every citizen of Wendover yeah. in there for them to stay. Yeah, it's they're building it for Utah. Yeah, travelers. oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's way too big to support the local oh, local yeah. economy. Can't support that business. Yeah. It's all fucking Utah. Yeah, so. I f- I forget. Like every time I go back down to Las Vegas and. We walk into the gas station. There's liquor and like slot machines. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Where this am I? Weird. I know. You know, it's funny because I was talking to Joel uh, the other night. And who's Joel? Joel's my fiance. Oh. Yeah. Um, he's super cute. He's a ginger. No, I love you, Joel. gingers. God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was talking to him the other night and it was totally random. But I was like, dude, you want to hear something fucking weird? I remember when I was in school and we used to take field trips. We would go to casinos for field trips, but like, you know, like, the see, dolphin like the backgrounds, like how they work. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. No, oh, I'm okay. just kidding. No, you know, like the dolphin habitat and like <laughs> the like tiger thing in the mirage. Yeah. Anyways, what were you laughing about? Go oh, ahead. just, Con- yeah, Ryan, you jackass. <laughs> we went to go see how oh, they yeah. run a casino. <laughs> oh yeah, when totally. We were in grade school. Oh, were you serious? <laughs> well, because you're not going to be oh. able to fucking gamble. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. I figured you get to walk in the I back room, see all the money, see the chips. Like, you can't go on the floor, though. You can <laughs> still like, grandpa cigarettes and booze. <laughs> they're like, if you don't move, you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> see, Susie, she just got done doing math, and now she's got to wash dishes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think meth is that big in Las Vegas. But it's cheap. True that. Um, it's more, yeah. True that. It's more of a thing in Utah, I believe. I don't know. Yeah, I fucking haven't lived there in forever. Um, but anyways, we would go to casinos like how at the Mirage they have the dolphin habitat and the lion habitat thing. <laughs> and uh, like obviously, you know, we didn't go to like look at the slot machines. But um, <laughs> we would go to that. But you'd have to like walk through the casino to like get to that part. Okay. And when I was younger, I think that they've changed it now where like if you have kids, you can like avoid the casino. But when I was little, you'd just walk straight to the casino. And I was just like, that's fucking that's weird. I've never thought about that. But that was like a big part of my childhood. Just always being in casinos because everything's in there. Movie theaters, bowling yeah. alleys. Like it's really hard to avoid. Hmm. Well, everything in Vegas is a casino. The fucking airport's a casino. Yeah, dude. Gas stations. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I was telling Joel about that, too. You walk into Smith's and, like, right where, like, in Smith's outside of Vegas, where they keep the carts, like, off mm-hmm. to the side as soon as you walk in, there's, like, slot machines there. And then, like, a cashier. And, yeah, it's super bizarre. Hmm. So. So you, <clears throat> so you leave Germany, go to Vegas. Moved to Salt Lake after after St. George. 
After St. George. Cedar City. Cedar, oh, Cedar City. City. Uh-huh. And then after like three years, we decided to move up to Salt Lake. So you were married when you moved to Salt Lake. Yeah, we had been married for a year. Oh, okay. Yep. Moved to Salt Lake with your husband. Uh, ex. New couple, ex-husband, sorry. <laughs> well, at the time, your husband. Yeah. Um, But you didn't have any friends. You, did you guys not know anybody in Salt Lake at all? We didn't know anybody. We were totally just like taking a risk. Like I said, I like to travel. I like to take risks. Yeah. And so uh, I was I was pretty much fine with it when we moved up here. But I mean, after a while, because we were newlyweds too. Mm. So we were kind of at the point where we just were okay just hanging out with each other all the time. Mm. But after like a year or so, we were like, Man, fuck this. I'm sick of looking at you all day. <laughs> so that's when we, well, that's when he actually came out and uh, said he was an atheist because he was Mormon when we first started dating. Well, he grew up Mormon. His dad was like a bishop. His dad actually married us. Oh. Yeah. So uh, he was Mormon. And really, like, up until we moved here and he had started listening to podcasts and reading a lot more, um, he finally came out and said, okay, well, I think. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in any of this shit anymore. He would actually get really pissed off at me because I didn't grow up in Utah. So I didn't really know. I mean, other than like the few things I learned from those missionaries that came over to my house when I was a teenager, I didn't know anything about Mormonism. Mm -hmm. So so when I found out about tithing, I was like, what the fuck does that money go to? Like, well, it's the same thing with the Catholic church. Like mm -hmm. I remember being a kid and them asking for more tuition one year for, um, for improvements to the school. And so, and I don't even remember how old I was, but I specifically remember this. And then what they did is they renovated the church. Ah. And we had like super old playground equipment that was like wood. You know, we'd like go out and get splinters every day. Well, yeah, and that's how like rusted it, nails yeah. exposed. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> but they took the money and they renovated the church. And I really think that now that I think about it, that is probably one of the things where I was like. Using the public school to embezzle money into the church. Yeah. I was like, what the, f what the fuck? Like, yeah, it really, really bothered me. And so when uh, my ex-husband and I got together, I would ask him stuff because I was curious. And when I asked him about tithing, he was like, well, it goes to good stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but like, have you seen their temples? Like, fuck, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, like those have got to be expensive. Yeah. To like build and everything. And so, um, and so I'd ask him stuff like that and he'd just go, oh, well, well, you don't know. Cause you didn't grow up in Mormonism and they give food and, and stuff to people that need it. And, and I was like, well, are they selective about the people they give it to? Cause I've like seen experiences where people just go in and take advantage. They they won't help the needy unless they come to church and say, mm -hmm. oh, "Okay, I'll be Mormon." Isn't like, it, <laughs> isn't it interesting though that he doesn't ha he doesn't have a ready answer? That, yeah, that his yeah. his response was basically, "Well, if you'd been indoctrinated too, you'd believe yeah. it exactly because they provide answers. They do. Well, well, I don't know yeah. what they are, uh -huh. but they have them." And I was just asking a question, but like his right. response was always like Super irritation defensive. and anger. And yeah. yeah, and like he was so defensive about it. So yeah, when he decided to get over that bullshit, oh, it was so nice. Because <laughs> then we could just like shit talk together about, you know, how stupid religion was and how hot Mormon Jesus is. Well, like, you, right? But you, said, <laughs> but you said, so you came out as an atheist to your to your mother in high school, right? Yeah. Well, so, before that, yeah. So how did you end up hooking up with a young Mormon guy? And did he know that you were an atheist when you guys got together? 
desperation. (laughs) (laughs) Limited pool of applicants? (laughs) No, honestly, though, for real. Um, Well, he wasn't going to church. He wasn't necessarily active. Um, He'd actually stopped going to church two weeks before we started hooking up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so... um, and so he, I think that he knew that I was an atheist, but like it wasn't a big part of my life. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like I never felt the need to talk about it yeah. to anybody. Um, You're very much just an apatheist at the time, right? Like it just yeah. didn't really matter to you. You hadn't really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like if he brought it up, I would tell him like, no, God's not real. Are you stupid? Like, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I'd never really had to come out and say, oh, I'm an atheist and I firmly feel or believe or whatever. And so it never really got brought up. And it never really bothered him, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he eventually got there, you mm-hmm. know. So, hmm. yeah, that's interesting. I I didn't know that. Well, how does how did his dad feel when he married you and he didn't know you were an atheist? His wait, what? Didn't you say that his father? Yeah, his dad m- married us. Married you guys, but did he know you were an atheist? I don't. There was a lot of stuff they didn't know. Okay. <laughs> well, well, did they did, did they assume you were a practicing Mormon? No. Okay. They knew. No, he, because you guys didn't get married in the temple, right? No. Yeah. So, we, okay. Yeah. We got married at like a bed and breakfast in oh. Tokerville. <laughs> we didn't get married in a church. Uh, but he told them that I was Catholic. Okay. And I don't think until he came out as atheist, he ever corrected himself. Mm. Oh. So I think that they just assumed that I was Catholic. For a really long time. I still think to this day, I still don't think that they know that we lived together the entire time we were dating. Ah. Uh, mm. Yeah. Because we started, okay, we started fucking. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then two weeks later, we moved in together. And we lived together for a year before he proposed. Okay. And then we got married six months later. And I think that they only know about the two weeks before the wedding we were living together. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they were not Sinners. super involved parents. They live in California. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was super easy for him to lie to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. This is Matt Dillahunty, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. But just because you like something in a book doesn't mean you can have the thing you like in the book happen in real life. That's what crazy people want. <laughs> I can't go to the White House with a bunch of Green Lantern comics and go, I want a Green Lantern ring. <laughs> I saw it in a book I like. Make the thing in the book I like be here now. I would be justifiably tased if I did that. Nobody would go, hey, we have to respect his beliefs. The next rant will start right after this. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. (laughs) Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best-word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. 
it probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Then you move to Salt Lake City. You guys didn't have any friends. You decide... We need to get more friends or some friends. I want to do something else besides just hang out with you and doing whatever. Yeah. And he wasn't really making a lot of friends at work. And I had a few friends from work, um, but he he didn't really meet anybody. And it really wasn't until he came out that he was like, oh, well, I want to meet like-minded people. Like that was his goal. And so I was just kind of along for the ride. I was like, all right, cool. Like I could use more friends. but. I'm a lot more like easygoing. I feel like I, like I can like slip in and out of groups. Like I can get along with just about anybody. Yeah. Um. But he like specifically wanted to have atheist friends because this is like his newfound yeah. like. Like he was all in. Yeah. He's gung ho. Yeah. Well, you remember new atheist. Yeah. yeah. Like we would come to coffee and he would sit there and talk about it for hours. And so yeah, he was super gung ho. I just went for the coffee and the gossip like that's what i'm all about (laughs) but yeah so he was like super like gung-ho about it for a while and yeah and and like i said i really was just there to make friends and just to hang out Hmm. and you so you went to an atheist of utah coffee chat how did you guys hear about atheists of utah or i'm guessing he probably did a search on online Googles. for atheist groups or yeah, something? Yeah, it was probably on the Googles yeah. or on the Facebooks, on the Book of Faces. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably something like that. I really don't remember. Um, being a marketing professional, I should probably yeah. <laughs> go go back and look at that. Um, but yeah, I think it was just off of Google that he found you guys. And uh, I think, wasn't there like Utah County? There was Salt Lake or... Valley Atheists. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but um, the first thing we went to was a coffee chat, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. For a while, there was Salt Lake Valley atheists and atheists of Utah, mm-hmm. and I think I think I remember seeing you guys at one of the brunches. Did you ever go to the, one of the Sizzler brunches when we would have speakers and shit? I think so, but I think that's like after we really knew you guys. Okay. The the first thing that we the first like big like meal get together thing that we went to mm. was on Easter, like the very first year we started hanging out. Hmm. Um, do you remember that when we went to Squatters? Vaguely on my <laughs> Facebook, it was like it was like five years ago. Oh yeah, but we went to Squatters. It was after something, but we went there to eat. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't remember exactly when it was. Well, it was Easter, so you probably sacrificed a bunny. That's true. That's true. It was after it was after the sacrifice. Uh-huh. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. I'm full of knowledge. <laughs> but yeah, and so he started becoming more and more active and we started going to more events and then when uh we used to do the parties, we would go to those and really like you guys just became our core friend group. And I mean, you still are, you know, for the most part. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad that you guys were able to find a community and Meet some friends, and I'm very glad that you moved up here, and I got to meet you and everything. Yeah. Um. So what what happened next? You you move up here, you do all of that, you get involved with atheists of Utah. Have you? I'm trying to think of how I how like, best to phrase this. Um. 
how, like, do you, do you know a lot about the arguments against religion or for atheism, any of the philosophy type stuff behind that? Or is that just, uh, is it, is it not a big concern for you? Because it just, I mean, it never made any sense anyway. Yeah. Like, because, well, well, just because your ex-husband, you know, you said that he started going online and listening to podcasts and watching videos and doing all, and then he was very gung-ho where you never really needed that, right? You just, you realized from a fairly early age that it was bullshit. And so it wasn't that you needed to discover and study a bunch of stuff to break out of any, any cycle of indoctrination or anything like that. Have you, have you since, you know, watched any videos, that kind of stuff, or is it still just that it, that it, you know, you, you, you didn't need any of those reinforcing things to decide that there is no God. You just realized that it was fucking silly to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Does that make I, sense? Yeah. No, it totally does. Um, this is actually one of the reasons why I was nervous about running for the board, because I am by no means a firebrand atheist and I am not a debater. And there's a lot of stuff that um, I would say that I probably don't no. And it really isn't for like lack of caring, I guess, because I would be interested. It's probably just lack of time. And I mean, it, it is like I've always just felt like it was silly. So why look even more into it? I feel like. Well, yeah, it's, it's not like you need to convince yourself. You, you know, you you don't need any more evidence that yes, there is a God. Be, or that I didn't there have a isn't journey. a God because you never had a real belief in a God. Yes. I never had a journey. Mm -hmm. And I feel like other people that I've known, that's what they had. Because they had to, they like struggled to find their way out of religion. Right. And I just, I'm really fortunate. I never had to. Um, and I never like lost family or friends because of it. And I think there are a few people in my life that are kind of turned off by it. But I'm like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I, I'm the queen of not giving any shits. So I've just, I've never me, really cared. Me and you are on the same team then because I was never religious either. Yeah, I, yeah, and I. And Ryan doesn't know shit either, so. <laughs> <laughs> True that. <laughs> I feel like I know enough to where if somebody says something stupid, I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, this is how you're contradicting yourself. Like, you know, one of the ones that I use all the time, um, you know, you're not worried about, uh, you're not worried about hating gay people. Um, well, I guess. No, I, I guess the way that I would put it is like, you hate gay people because you say that your book, and I don't even think that it does, but you say that your book says that it's wrong, like a man shouldn't lay with another man or well, whatever the fuck it says. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, already, I already told you guys, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, whatever it says, but like you choose to not worry about the part where it's like, oh, you don't mix, mix fabrics yeah. or you don't. In Leviticus. Mm-hmm. Or you don't eat meat on Fridays. I don't What's know. well, not eating meat. I mean, that's big in Wisconsin on Fridays. So every place oh, yeah. does the, the 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 fish fries on Fridays, so you can go get fish. Is Dude, that just I a honestly, thing? hang on, I, I, I cannot tell. <laughs> if Shut Ryan, up, Dan. I cannot, Dan, hang on. <laughs> honestly, the queen of not giving a shit is speaking. <laughs> Dude, I cannot fucking tell if Ryan is fucking with me or not. He's, He's not. such no. a hard dude to read. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like realizing this. Like when we were talking about like the listeners and stuff, that's yeah. I was like, 
oh, really? Like, uh, honestly, like, I can't tell if you're fucking with me. I'm just going to ignore you the rest of the podcast. Don't worry. I get guys at work that do the same thing. They're like, oh, shit, man. He's serious? I'm like, no, I'm fucking with you, dude. <laughs> See, dude? But I no. can't fucking tell. But that is a real thing in Wisconsin on Fridays. Like, every place has fish fries. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's and it's not just a Catholic thing. Um, I don't believe. And yeah, I'm not sure. That's why I was asking. It, yeah. It definitely is a Catholic thing, but I don't know if it's but limited. But it's not exclusively it, It's, yeah. Okay. I think Wisconsin is primarily Catholic and Protestant. Those are the two say. options, yep. Uh-huh. No, no, I mean, <laughs> primarily, but I mean, as far as like, you know, there's- A lot of Lutherans, right? Uh, Yeah, there are. Yeah, actually, I remember the, the, the elementary school, right by my elementary school was a private Lutheran school, mm-hmm. if I'm thinking right. And there was a private Lutheran high school, too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember why, but- I'm just, it's like, you're only supposed to eat fish on Fridays. Well, that's why McDonald's came well, out with the fish filet. Yeah. You know that, right? No. I've heard, yeah, I've that's, heard that's why, why. Yeah, that's why McDonald's, um, when it just was like burgers and fries or whatever, that's why they originally came out with the fish filet. Mm-hmm. So that people would still eat their so on Fridays. So they would have business yeah. on Fridays? Yeah. <laughs> I do know shit. Look at me. <laughs> but it's not about atheism. It's about McDonald's. <laughs> That's tied to religion. Hashtag fat kid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you do all of this stuff. What what made you decide to run for the Board of Atheists of Utah? Oh, god damn it, Dan. This is, I almost called you dad. (laughs) (laughs) I got tired. Well, I didn't get tired. I had plenty of that when we were camping. (laughs) Okay. So really quick side story. I don't know if he told you guys, but when we were on the atheist camp out, we were all like super fucked up. And so Joel, my fiance, he turned to me and we're like all sitting around the fire. He's like, I'm going to start calling Dan dad and see if he notices. (laughs) So like for for the rest of the night, Joel's like, hey, dad. Hey, dad, but like would say it really fast. And Dan's like, what? What? And he kept answering. And then I'm like so fucked up that I'm like laughing my ass off. And I'm like, hey, dad. Like I I totally fucked it up. No subtlety. You the quick part. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally Dan was like, do you guys keep calling me dad? <laughs> I think that was a fun camping trip. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was really good. <laughs> but but so so what was it that made you decide yeah. to go for the board? So okay, so after after being involved socially mm-hmm. for so many years, mm-hmm. um and I well, think Well it has been several years. I mean it's been yeah, it's at been least like five, five years. I think six years it's maybe. It's coming up at on least. six, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um that I've been really involved socially and I have just so a, a little bit of like professional background for me. I work in the nonprofit sector and that's what I studied in college. And um, before I worked at my current place of business, I worked for a nonprofit museum. And so it's something that's really close to my heart and something that's really important to me. Um, I am definitely a bleeding heart liberal, like faux show. Mm. (laughs) And uh, so it's like helping my community and being a big part of it is super important to me. And like, you don't make a lot of money doing it, but anyways, it, it feels good. It gives job, you job gives satisfi- you the, satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you the good feels. Yeah. Satisfaction. That, I think that's what I started saying. I'm like, wait, this is not coming out right. My tongue is not making the right moves. Um, hey, your mustache is just so, throwing syllables. In it there. is. It's getting in the way. It's starting to like curl over and take over the mouth. Sick dude. I know. 
As if it wasn't gross enough already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, like I said, after being involved socially for so long and just like nonprofits being a big part of my life, I watched how, and I mean, not just the board for Atheists of Utah, but like, I mean, any fucking nonprofit, you watch how they struggle to raise funds to make their community a better place. And it's so. Like it happens so often that people just totally misunderstand nonprofits. They, people don't understand that, like, we, especially ones where, like, you get paid, like, we have overhead. Um, nonprofits, the t- I'm totally going off on a tangent here, but nonprofits that say, oh, 100% of all donations go to, that's bullshit. Yeah. And they shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Um, and I think that. Because of stuff like that, stuff that other nonprofits are throwing out there and just just a basic misunderstanding, people don't understand how important it is to support the things that you believe in. Um, I don't care if they made a fucking Facebook post that you didn't like or um, that you don't necessarily agree with. Overall, are they doing good things? Overall, are they good people? Are they trying to make a difference in your community? Well, fucking support them. And so I that's really why I decided to run because I have just watched all of these nonprofits struggle. And because, you know, I've been so close with you guys, I kind of know um, what's been going on, like what struggles you, you may have had. And so I kind of knew like, oh, well, this is where I could jump in and I can help, especially with my marketing experience. And um, I originally, I started helping out. I wasn't even on the board. Yeah, I wasn't on the board yet. Um, but I started doing like a business plan for Atheist of Utah. Um, and I started looking at marketing and like where we could better spend our money and like better fundraising ideas. And after that, I was like, well, I'm doing all this fucking work. I, I may as well be on the board. Too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's really important for me to be a big part of this community. And I know that I have skills that can help us really go far. Um, and yeah, anyways, that's why it was important for me to run. And I was talking to somebody else about this the other day because they're like, oh, well, if you're not even that passionate about atheism, why are you doing it? And I feel like if I lived in another state or if I lived somewhere where the government wasn't so controlled by the primary religion I probably wouldn't give a shit because there wouldn't be as much of a need for a community. Mm-hmm. But I have watched, I've watched kids get kicked out of their homes or their parents telling them that they're going to hell or they're bad people or, you know, j- j- shit like that, just like terrible stuff and people coming out of religion and not having a community, especially with Mormons. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you like not only go to church, but I mean, you guys know, then you like do all the stuff throughout the week and all of your friends. And then if you're in high school, you do the, what is it called? Uh, Sem- seminary. Yeah. yeah. You do seminary in the morning. Your whole fucking world is religion. And so when you decide to leave that, you don't have anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, where do you go? And that's why communities like Atheists of Utah and the ex-Mormon group. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're so fucking important. Because we're here to help those people. Mm. And so my goal is just to keep making them better. Keep making them more accessible, more noob friendly. Well, well it's not like you, you, you'd want to do it because you wanted to, 
to debate people or hold oh yeah hold court over atheist (laughs) that's not my thing shit yeah yeah and i can't so if you ever see me uh at an event or at you know pride or anything please don't try to debate me because i'll probably start crying (laughs) 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 but if you want to talk about how uh nonprofits improve our community and you know i will gladly talk to you about that i guess i I guess i need to put that wig on and find you and debate you sometime Fuck no. Well, oh, God. I would cry for a completely different reason. Yeah, I think just creepy. you wearing that wig and yeah. walking around in public, you'd be swarmed by officers pretty quickly. Oh, I, especially if I had the van. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's there's plenty of people in the group that that are itching for co- debates and conversations oh, yeah. like yeah. that all the time. So yeah. it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a big deal. Oh, I hate those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love them. I, I, love, I love to talk to people who come... To the booth and at Pride festivals, and want to debate us on why we're there. Like, why are atheists at a gay thing? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> or because yeah. they're gay atheists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or what does atheism have to do with Pride and and with gay Pride? Or or just even the whole atheism thing. Like, well, I'm gay, but I'm still a believer, and I think you're wrong to be an atheist. And I'm like. Okay. Well, fine. like, but your God hates you, so I think you're the one that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what okay, the fuck? Okay, fine. You can think I'm wrong, but you're following a book that says that we should throw rocks at you until you're dead. Yeah. Like that. I, I don't. How do you square those two things? Mm-hmm. That you're gonna go to hell for being who you are, and I'm telling you, you don't have to believe in that bullshit. Like yeah. fitting a square peg in a round hole. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's really talking is. about pegging. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is truly annoying. I think that like, um, even though I didn't like have a journey or whatever and came out as an atheist to everybody. Um, well, but you, know, you did have a journey. Well, I did, but it wasn't like, it wasn't me being pissed off at the church and researching a whole bunch and then debating people. Struggling and, with right. your faith it, and it, worrying exactly. about going to hell. And, yeah, exactly. Right, right. But I do, I mean- so an atheist was the first I've dude, I've come out like fucking four times to, to, to everybody. So I think that being an atheist has helped me understand that I don't have to feel guilty for who I am and how I want to live my life. So a, a big part of what helped me come out as bisexual was um, being an atheist and just knowing like what I'm doing isn't wrong. And I can like chicks and dudes and like, who gives a fuck? And, you know, as the queen of not giving any shits or fucks, um, it was fairly easy for me. But then coming out as, well, I don't know, pansexual and, and bisexual are different things, but they mean different things to certain people. Anyways, yeah. so eventually I came out as pansexual. And then a few years ago, my mom messaged me about something and we got into an argument and uh, her exact words let me get into her voice (laughs) summer marie are you into some weird shit (laughs) and uh that's when i came out as polyamorous not polygamist polyamorous although i'd be fucking down for some polyandry like five husbands isn't that polyandry Uh uh-huh yeah i'd be down for that but (sighs) 
I guess I'll be fine with polyamory. <laughs> Joel, Joel can have other girlfriends, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like even when, even when like I knew that I was an atheist, um, when I was younger, I feel like I would have been really judgmental towards people that were polyamorous. Mm-hmm. But just getting older and just keeping that in mind that I don't have to feel guilty about anything. You shouldn't judge other people. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what my fucking point is here, but but basically it's helped me along in life. Just remember that there's nothing wrong with who you want to be, you know? Well, and that there's no invisible bully in the sky who tells you that you have to live your life one certain type of way in order to be a good person, that you can only love one type of person in order to still be a good person. Yeah, exactly. You know, this actually happened to me the other day. So I have a few friends that are Mormon and they're like liberal Mormons. I would not be able to be friends with conservative Mormons, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, they like believe in God and they go to church and, but we're really, really good friends. And one of them is having feelings for her husband's best friend and her husband knows and they're kind of fine with it but they won't do anything even mm. though she wants to and i just told her i was like dude go go camping just just, <laughs> <laughs> just walk just walk away for a little while <laughs> but i was like dude like this is if this is what you want and everyone's okay with it why don't you pursue it like Live your life to the fullest. You only have one life to live. Like, why not enjoy it and love as many people as you can love in whatever way you want to love them? And she's like, no, we just we just have different morals. And oh, my God, dude, that fucking pissed me off. We have different morals. Excuse me, but I am the most fucking moral person you will ever meet in your entire life. I don't lie. Most of the time I don't steal. Like, I I don't I don't cheat like. Seriously, like I I work my fucking ass off for my community in so many different ways. Like I work for a nonprofit full time. I'm the president of Atheists of Utah. I'm uh, a mentor. I'm a big for Big Brothers Big Sisters of Utah. Um, I do so fucking much for my community. Don't you dare tell me that you have different morals or your morals are better than mine. Fuck you. What if she meant hers are worse? Oh, yeah. yeah. I doubt that. I doubt it. <laughs> but <laughs> if that's what she meant, I probably owe her an apology. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Well, and it, she'll never hear this. It's that bullshit passive aggressive stuff, too, right? Yeah, like, right. she's not going to come right out and say, I think I have a little bit better sense of morality than you do. It's our morals are different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, They're not, you're not necessarily ones good or bad. They're yeah, just. Yeah different yeah you're just a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) honestly it's the only time that we have had a big disagreement like that i mean other than you know her believing in god or whatever um it's really the only time we agree with each other on everything like i said she's fairly liberal um but yeah just it, it it took this situation for me to realize like holy shit dude like as liberal as she is and is accepting I'm doing air quotes here, accepting as she is, she still has the capacity to judge me and say that I'm not as moral as her. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it just, it threw me for a loop. It was fucking crazy. Well, because it's based on totally different things, right? I mean, for her, it's whatever's in the book, which you don't follow for the most part, right? So, So not only do they get to give themselves permission to declare moral high ground over everybody else, but 
uh, it's it, it, in a sense, she's right. I mean, it is a different standard because for them, it's whatever God says, that's what's right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not really thinking about any of that process or how do you get to morality, but yeah. I think they should. Yeah. I think she should just start calling her husband's friend dad and see where it goes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but, but like not a really, don't, don't go dad. Dad. Like, yeah, hey, not dad. like that. Hey, hey, dad. Hey, dad. Dad, dad, hey, dad, 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 dad. Oh, don't, don't, don't do it. Hashtag triggered. Stop. <laughs> what? Well, that's what he's got to, they got to do that. He's got that, I mean, you know the game. All right, Ryan, just stop. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Hi, this is Yvette Dontremont, a.k.a. The Cybabe, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. You can find me at Cybabe.com, at my Twitter account, at The Cybabe, and if you've hunt really hard, you can find me at Pornhub. I dare you. You've got to respect everybody's beliefs. No, you don't. That's what gets us in trouble. You have to, look, you have to acknowledge everyone's beliefs. And then you have to reserve the right to go, that is fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I acknowledge you believe that. That's great. But I'm not going to respect it. I have an uncle who believes he saw Sasquatch. We do not believe him, nor do we respect him. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. You discussed having a business plan for Atheists of Utah, and I have to say that I was very, very impressed. So it it all kind of started when you and Tracy just were sitting in the kitchen one day chatting about stuff bitching yeah okay so you were sitting (laughs) let's be honest i told you i don't lie you guys you guys were sitting in the kitchen bitching about a a number of things going on in the community and with atheists of utah and just the the turnover that we've gone through for board members and for members at large and, and stuff like that and talking about ways that we need to improve and uh, different, different situations that we've run into that we don't want to have to deal with in the future, or or would like to cut down as much as possible. Yeah. So it, w- it was just the two of you having a rap session back and forth, and you started throwing out all of these great ideas, and Tracy was like, "Hey, yeah, you know that's awesome, and you should think about running for the board, maybe." And and you started developing this business plan. Um, what what? is the business plan and what are your plans for atheists of Utah going forward? Well, first I just want to mention, uh, when Tracy and I were talking, it was mainly marketing stuff that I was going over like, Oh, Mm. you could do this. And, uh, nonprofits get, um, this thing called Google grants Mm. where you can do Google AdWords for free. Mm. It's like up to like $10,000 a month. And that's, that ain't cheap. Yeah. Google, Google ads are pricey. Google is fucking fantastic that's probably Especially why i get so many lds ones coming up on the side of my pages they do a Maybe. lot for nonprofit organizations they do they're really really great and uh so i was telling her about that and i was like oh well you could start promoting posts on facebook just for a few dollars and mm-hmm. then i just okay so what i actually studied in college is a little bit complicated <laughs> so um my major was in uh parks rec and tourism And then my emphasis area was in hospitality management, but it was a fairly new program. So I kind of got to pick and choose what I wanted to work on. Mm -hmm. And I primarily worked on business um, and nonprofit 
management. Um, and so that's why I kind of got into this. So anyways, I was talking to Tracy and I was telling her about how you could set up a business plan and how it could keep us on track for years to come. And as long as the board agrees to follow it and only change it if everybody agrees, it could be really great. And she was like, oh, do you think that you could put something like that together? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, maybe if I had the time sometime in the future. And uh, like three days later, she messaged me and said, so when can you have that business plan done? <laughs> <laughs> and for th- So that's the backstory. <laughs> and for people who, who may not know, uh, Tracy's my partner. Uh, you know, we've been together for six years now. And she's the one, like, I'm very outspoken and people know about me just because I post a bunch of shit on Facebook and I I like to argue with people on the internet. <laughs> but she's the one who does, like, the lion's share mm-hmm. of all of the heavy lifting behind the scenes of all of the administrative stuff and ordering things and controlling our online presences and all that. Like, she's amazing at, at doing all of that kind of shit to where I, you know, I, I'll set stuff up, you know, like I... I set up the Facebook page and the Twitter and the the Twitter uh, the Twitter the Twitter and, and the Reddits and the and the Amazon <laughs> link thing you know so so I'll hear about something and I'm like oh yeah we need to do that and I'll go and set it up initially and then I neglect it or just don't really pay a whole lot of attention to it and then she's the one who picks up the slack and just starts doing all of the things with it and maintaining it all and so she while not an official member of the board is our executive administrator, administrator or something. Yeah, she's like really that. great. Yeah. And she does a shit ton and is awesome, but most people would not really know that she does anything because she's not out there and is outspoken, mm-hmm. but she does yeah. so, so much for atheists of Utah. I think she's very much underappreciated and I think she prefers it that way as well. Like, <laughs> like she, she, she would appreciate kudos and, and likes thanks from other members of the board for things that she does, but she's not at all interested in talking any, to any people. Praise. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want a round of applause when she walks into our room. Yeah. Yeah. She's happy to let you be the gingery face of the group. Yeah. 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 She, she does not like dealing with the public at all. And so this is her way of contributing. And yeah, (laughs) I like dealing with the public for the most part. You're pretty good at it. Um, Dude, honestly, I hate dealing with the public. Oh, yeah? But I have been given the gift. I've been given the gift by God. uh, (laughs) The gift of the gab? (laughs) The gift of the gab and the schmooze. So Uh, uh, I can schmooze like a motherfucker. But you better believe as soon as I get home from whatever event I'm at, I sleep for like 12 hours. I'm like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't even say my name. Just get out of my house. (laughs) Seriously. Like... After the after the picnic that we did, what, last weekend or the mm-hmm. weekend before? Yeah, I was like fucking on it. I was like, here's all this stuff for the kids and come over to our merch table. And oh, it's so nice to meet you. And I genuinely do like talking to people, but I am an extreme introvert. And a lot of people don't know that about me because in public, I come off as an extrovert mm-hmm. and I'm just very live most of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's why if you ever think like, damn, Summer's being a bitch today. I'm not. I'm just like <laughs> not I'm just like not on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not performing. But yeah, after that I went home and I I could have slept for three days. Yeah. I was just so overloaded with like Yeah, and Tracy's the same way. I mean she's she's very introverted. If you run into her at any events, she's usually very warm and friendly and whatever, but it it does. I mean it takes a lot out of her that 
will come home and she's just like, all right, now I don't have to talk to anybody for a week. <laughs> yeah. I've I've got my people quota in for the entire week and now, I, now I'm done. Yeah. yeah. I didn't kill anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have a really great relationship because we totally have an understanding. Like yesterday she called me and uh, I'll, I'll get back to the business plan. Sorry. Uh, in, in a second. But uh, yesterday she called me and uh, she just started talking about her dentist for a really long, oh, for a she, really long time. She told me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She started talking about her dentist. It was just like totally random that she called me. And she started talking about her dentist for a really long time. And after a minute, I was like, is this why you called me? And she goes, well, I wanted to tell you some other stuff too, but I can just message it to you. And I was like, okay, great. Cause I do not want to be on the phone with you anymore. And like, no hurt feelings, dude. Like no hurt feelings. Cause she fucking gets it. She's like, all right. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. And it totally. She came up to my office and told me about this. She's like, so yeah, I got home and I called summer and I don't know, just because I got out of the dentist, I just started rattling off things about my visit and everything with her. And I guess I was just going on and on. And finally summer's just like, um. Did you have something to talk to me about, or <laughs> did you just like, call to tell me about your dentist? Like, I could really care less about your day. <laughs> Do you got any cookies? Or at least about your dentist visit. Like, come on, Oh, dude, man. it's funny because after I said that, she's like, well, you asked me how my day was, and so I'm telling you. And I was like, fuck, I really need to stop saying that at the beginning of conversations. <laughs> or, or it's like when someone has a story about the dream they just had, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Come I, on, man! <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. I love telling people about my dreams. Yeah, so. no, but I mean, on the receiving end, they hate listening to it. <laughs> well, whoever listens to me Babylon about my dreams, please continue doing it because it's important to me. Uh, well, they're probably just doing their taxes in their head. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And then you were married to Michael Keaton, the alien. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's great. Well, I think. The, the reason you and Tracy were were having your pitch session about stuff, um, we had is an, that we what a, is that what we're calling it when women get together? <laughs> Can he leave? <laughs> I, I he said it. See, I was just being honest. You're being a dick. Oh, he's the one that said it. <laughs> well, I think I think we had a, a event somewhere fairly close to that period of time and yeah it that kind of turned into a shit show and we were like i don't want to do any of those anymore was it one of the parties i, I think, think so yeah because I, so. I stopped going to them yeah. i actually stopped going to stuff for about a year mm-hmm. um yeah because a lot of stuff just got and a lot of you guys weren't on the board anymore and a lot of because we had like a really like close-knit group mm-hmm. and a lot of people just kind of drifted away um as did i i had other stuff going on in my life though taking on Joel's four kids and I got a new job and was going through a divorce and whatever. But um, yeah, so that's basically what started it. And we started talking about it. And then I started going off on marketing and how there should be a business plan. Um, so my plan for Atheist of Utah right now, and I mean, this will take years. Um, so don't expect anything out of me too quickly, guys. <laughs> but uh, it it will take a while. But really what I want to do is I want to focus more on the community and not in like a party way, like, Hey, let's all like 
get fucked up together. Yeah. Like, that's not why I want to exist. I want to exist for the purpose that I stated before. Like, after religion, you don't have anywhere to go. Or, hey, you're living in Utah and everyone's fucking Mormon. Like, we're pretty cool. Come hang out with us. Um, And also the good without God, doing better Mm -hmm. in our community. And then getting a little bit more political. And in other states, that may not be a big deal. But here... Like we discussed before, it's super fucking important because the Mormons have their hands in everything. Fucking everything. Everything here. And it's really important for us to be able to speak out and send out press releases and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, damn, dude, there's a lot to the business plan. It's, (laughs) it's, it's taken me months, but, but basically I kind of laid out like what events we're going to be focused, what, what we're going to be focusing on event wise in the future. And um, for the board members, there really wasn't like a set because we don't pay anyone. Like, I just want everybody, everybody to know <laughs> we're volunteers. We don't get paid. Yeah. Um, there wasn't like a set of to do's for any of the board members. And so it would just kind of at board meetings, it would just fall into whoever's lap. And I was like, well, this is probably what's taking up so much time at board meetings. People just need to be responsible for certain things. And if they need help, they ask for help. Um, And so we kind of divvied out all of the different responsibilities between the positions and stuff like that. And I also suggested that, you know, a lot of us aren't nonprofit professionals. Um, And there is a lot to gain from courses that you can take Mm -hmm. on how to run a nonprofit or even if your responsibility isn't raising money. I mean, anything helps. I mean, I go to conferences all the time and I set in fundraising sessions, even though I'm not a fundraiser. It still helps because they talk to you about your brand and how to tell your story and get people engaged. So I thought that it was really important that our board members kind of have a little bit of a professional background when it comes to nonprofits um, or running a nonprofit. And so I suggested that we start going to UNA classes Mm -hmm. whenever they're available. And UNA is Utah Nonprofit Association. And they're super, super great. If there are any other nonprofit professionals out there. Look it up. It's super great. Well, and and real quick, I think that was one of the most important things that you highlighted as far as an organization is that we should shift away from being a social party group and more into a professional nonprofit organization. Yeah. If if we want to be taken seriously, we need to behave seriously and put in serious changes moving forward to become a professional nonprofit organization, not just a group of volunteers who are trying to build a community and do what we can when we can. We need to set out a focused business plan with goals and objectives that we need to reach and and maintain. And like I said, just become a much more professional organization. Yeah, exactly. That was that was really, like you said, my primary focus Mm -hmm. when putting all of this together. Um I, in, in my experience, this is me speaking, not the organization, <laughs> but uh, I noticed that one of the reasons why I kind of fell away, it started becoming a popularity contest. And I think that our last election goes to show you, now that we've changed, mm-hmm. nobody wants to be on the fucking board because it's not a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. You're uh, going to have to fucking work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There are only two people that ran. It was Kyle, who's already on the board, and then me. Um. So I I think, like I said, that definitely goes to show you that, like, if you set out to be more professional, um, to be 
to have a bigger impact in your community and not just be there to, you know, get drunk and stuff with your friends, like you will start bringing in more professional people, people with skills that can help move the organization along. Um, so that was a really big part of the plan. And another important part is financials and marketing and kind of where to, se- to spend that money because the money that we spend is on events for people, for like our community mm-hmm. and for members and um, the marketing is really important because that's how people find out about our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two sections that I'm currently still working on. But uh, yeah, I would say that those are probably the most important parts. Like Dan just said, our objective is to become more professional. Well, yeah. And I, I think part of that is because we want to be able to better represent the atheist, skeptic, free thinking, agnostic, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, community here in Utah. And I get very, very frustrated when something comes up in the legislature that has something to, related to with uh, religion, and they contact the LDS church. They'll contact the LDS mm-hmm. church. They'll contact yeah. the the local Catholic diocese. They'll contact the synagogue. They'll contact the, the whatever local mosque. They'll bring in religious leaders from all of these other denominations, but we don't and have don't a voice. think and don't even think to include the large, the the quickest growing and one of the largest demographics within the state, which is non-believers, or don't want to, yeah, or yeah. don't want to, and we need to focus more on increasing our visibility and representation within that community to better represent our own community, well, and I, I think. I think what you're doing to help us along that path is really, really important. That's what I was going to kind of ask. Like, how how do you think we should go or the community should go about getting more involved in politics? Is it when a bill comes out to actually try to voice your opinion on the bill? Because I know being a nonprofit, you're not really allowed to endorse a candidate or or campaign for a person. But there's nothing that says that if if a bill's being passed and you think it's going to negatively impact the community, or if you think it's going to have a positive impact, but has a really unlikely chance of passing, to be able to go out and voice your opinion, try to get stuff out and and write articles or op-eds to try to get out there so people can see, oh, these people are have, have a voice and try to make it bigger that way. Yeah, because the only time that we've ever really been approached is when it's been something super negative mm-hmm. a- about us. Yeah. Like making atheists look bad. And right. we need to be ahead of the game. Yeah. We do. We we should. I mean, God, I well, don't want to. I don't want to suggest a fucking blog because Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, mean, I tried to do that at my job, and it is difficult. Sorry, God. I was just gonna say, like, like, like a lot of the big religious freedom bills that are keep getting passed around different states and yeah. keep coming up and 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 keep getting changed. I mean, I see those as as a perfect example of a bill when something's happening to it to go out there and voice an opinion on it. Yeah, exactly. We need to be. We need to be heard. And right now, we're not even saying anything. Yeah. Like, we want to be heard. We want to have a voice. But we're not – I mean, granted, we're all really busy. But we're we're not saying anything. Um, I forget what it was. Recently, we sent in a press release about something. 
we didn't get a response back. But hey, we did it. And uh, mm. we're going to continue doing that from now on. And I think that we're pretty good about posting stuff on Facebook and posting our opinion about it. But you're right. We can't support specific politicians. Yeah. But we can go out and we can say, this is our opinion on this bill. And yeah. this is why it shouldn't pass or it should pass or whatever. And I, I think it should happen more often because if they slam the atheist community for doing it, then you could go right back and say, well, you have no problem with the LDS church having an opinion running the entire on state. every single fucking bill. And we always notice that whatever their opinion on that bill is, that's usually the way the votes go. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. And it's, and it's not even that they give a shit one way or another if the LDS church says something or not. They specifically approach the LDS yeah. church and say, what do you think of this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's behind closed doors not always no well especially when session starts and they all go to meet with the fucking was it decorum of the 12 they meet with all the head dogs when they mm -hmm. when yeah, session well, starts well, and, and, is it decorum of the and 12? i guess yeah decorum they're, they're really decorative now <laughs> they got a lot of glitter and one of them has a really cool thong <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I guess i was referring more to not state legislators themselves but news organizations and oh, media oh, here yeah, locally. Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. they don't always come and talk to atheists of Utah, but they will go they will reach out to yeah. the LDS church for a statement yeah. and see what they think about mm -hmm. something. Because of that, that causes a lot of apathy um amongst our community. Mm -hmm. Especially in Utah because we just feel like, oh well same what the old, fuck same difference old, can we make? It's gonna happen whether we do well, anything or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially when we as an organization aren't speaking out and like representing our community, um, we. I totally. Well, I, I think it's, it's, well, <laughs> in the void in the void of us not saying anything, yeah. we allow others to rush into that void and speak for us or on our mm -hmm. behalf, which or be, to just discount us entirely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm interested in getting people more interested in politics. I want people to feel like you, you can make a difference. Um, I mean, I don't know. This is this is just my opinion again. But I think that we saw a lot of that with this last president presidential election. People oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. don't care, so they don't fucking vote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And look at what you bastards did. <laughs> look at what you did. <laughs> but I don't want that to happen here. I want our community for not and not just a, like atheists, air quotes again, uh, like the whole secular community in Utah. I want them to know that you have a voice and we can help you be that voice. Mm -hmm. We're here for you and we want to fight for you. And that's why you supporting us is greatly appreciated. So we can be here for each other. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and even beyond just representing our own community, I am more than happy to work with other faith groups on things that we have in common, things mm -hmm. that we can do together to improve the lives of the broader community in Utah as a whole. You know, when they have uh, religious panel discussions for different things and they want to see how it affects different uh, members of different belief systems, I want them to fucking contact atheists of Utah also so that we can have a representative there to speak for the secular community. It shouldn't be only those who have a belief in a supernatural deity who get to talk about their belief on any given subject. Especially that, that when it affects that. the mass. It's, right. it's everyone gets affected by these bills that get passed, not just the religious. Right. My, I just, to me, it seems like they're not ever going to do that until there, until there's some sort of leverage that the atheist of, of Utah group has 
in the state at well, some point. Even if it's just a ton of visibility. Have you, seen how, have you seen how cute I am? They're going to come talk to me. <laughs> well, right? I mean, there's well, that. Yeah. I think, I, well, I, think I, I, I agree with you, Matt. It's, it, it is definitely going to be an uphill battle, but that is the thing is getting that visibility out, forcing them not to be able to ignore you anymore. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah that's what I was saying. How, you know, well, how do you as, get to that point? Yeah. Well, and as part of that, whenever we are contacted by the media, one of the first questions that they ask is, how many members do you have? Mm. And- when people aren't paid members of an organization or you have a very small number, that's very easy to dismiss you. Yeah. That's why, like, I, I am a member of CFI, FFRF, American Atheist, Richard Dawkins Foundation before CFI took him over, uh, Satanic Temple. Mm -hmm. All of these organizations that I know represent my values or, or my values for the most part, I make sure that I, speak with I, I let my money speak for me and mm -hmm. and add to their number so that when they're contacted for something they can say oh yeah we have this many members yeah. we are you know and this is the number of people who are willing to send us money to help represent their interests mm -hmm. and until that shift happens and we get more people who are willing to you know even if you're not spending money to become an official member though it's I think of pretty small amount. Most, I think, I think most people over the course of a year can, can afford the $25 to become yeah. a paying, a paid member. But until, until people realize that it's not, it's not just complaining about something on the internet that it's going to get anything done. You have to, you have to put your, your money where your mouth is and go out and actually do something and, and support these organizations both with your time, effort, and your money, that until that happens, politicians won't give a fuck about you. Yep. Like, un unless you can go to them and say, I represent X number of people and growing, and we want to let you know that what you're doing is harming us, is harming our community, and we're going to fucking vote against you. Mm -hmm. We don't like what you're doing. We're going to work together as a group to make sure that what you want to do doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And if you can't afford the membership, show up to our events. Because a lot of the times we uh, take numbers for our events. Or at least do the fucking census and, <laughs> and be honest, all right? <laughs> well, well, and, and until that changes, I mean, it's, it's the same thing with uh, media, right? New media with blogs and podcasts versus old media, newspapers yeah. and, and magazines and radio broadcasts and stuff like that, they they have a voice because they have money behind them yeah. in order to do those things. And so people have to decide, okay, do I want to allow Alex Jones, rich people or, or <laughs> the moneyed interests to be able to have this much larger and outsized voice that I can't compete with? Or will I start stepping up and making contributions to those organizations, groups, uh, podcasts, mm. magazines, blogs, whatever that, that I want to have a larger voice as well. And if you don't think that's true, I think a really good example of that is, uh, what is it? Prop eight, mm. oh, yeah. prop, yeah. prop eight in California. Mm -hmm. There's like a documentary and stuff about it too. But the biggest reason why people voted no, no, yes. I don't know shit, guys. I'm sorry. I can't remember. Who, well, I can't remember which <laughs> yeah. way it went. But I mean, anyways, well, yeah. like the the LDS Church ha played a really big part in why 
um, gay marriage um, became locked in. Yeah, exactly. Because they have the numbers, they have the money, they were able to pay people or get volunteers to sit in call centers. Yeah, to To sit in call centers and go door to door and to call people in California. I mean, I know. Donate a ton of money toward the effort and printing out flyers and sending email. And yeah, I think they spent something like 30 million on that. Yeah, it was a lot of. I can't remember what the number was, but yeah, it was no, I, th- I thought a they, they when they came out and said, "Oh no, the church only spent," and they like, like, "We only spent like two million. Like well, <laughs> it's like, oh, shoo, only two million. Well, like it's only two million, but then when people look at the numbers, like, no, it was way more than that. Yeah. 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 So that's what the tithing goes to. Yep. Oh, I gotta tell my ex-husband. Shunning the gays. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think that you're totally spot on, and that's a really good example of where showing up and volunteering and putting your money into something that you believe in really makes a difference. So don't feel hopeless. Yeah, well, and I and I don't mean to discount bitching on the internet about stuff or making posts about it and and talking about it. Because I think that is all very important as well. And you should share that information with as much people as you can. Talk to people about it. Uh, you know, share bits of information, share, share links to podcasts or to different blogs that you like or articles that come out. The, I, I keep telling you guys about the Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, piece that he wrote for the Atlantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm that I think was just fucking amazing. I I wish everybody would read that because it's it's brilliant. I, I can't I can't begin to say enough about it. I think everybody should go out and read it. Well it's 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 good for many I've I've only gotten halfway through listening to the audio of it until my phone decided to stop playing it. But it's yeah. not only the what's going on currently, but the history of how it, we got but to how we got we to here, here, which is kind of the like you, I guarantee almost any unless you're a huge historian, you're gonna learn something. Yeah. This is New Name Noah, and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. What if I, what if I 1,000% believed, and I believe this 1,000%, what if I believed that there was a giant invisible anus hovering over me, and if I wasn't nice and helpful and courteous and charitable to everyone I met, the anus would appear, suck me up into it, and I would be devoured by shit piranhas. And I mean, and I believe this a thousand percent. I would be the nicest guy you ever met. You'd be like, Pat, you're so helpful and charitable and, and courteous to people. Why is that? And I would go, it's funny you should ask me that. <laughs> you can't see it, but there's an invisible anus hovering over me. And if I'm not nice to everybody, it will appear and suck me up and I'll be eating. Well, I don't need to tell you about the shit piranhas. We all know about those, right? If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! We mentioned that you are also a part of the polyamorous community here in Utah, and it's I've noticed that it's a pretty big thing, or I don't know, maybe it's just within the crowd of people that I hang out with because they're primarily atheists and more open. Yeah. And more open to that kind of thing. But it, it seems like there is a large polyamorous community here in Utah, uh, that I don't know that you would necessarily find in other places as easily Is there. Do you know, I mean, is it, is it a, 
for the population size here, is it a really large polyamory community or is it something that's just kind of popping up all over the place or is it just within the atheist community kind of thing? Or do you, do you know much about that? Um, I mean, I, I speculate that it has a lot to do with, um, oh fuck, what's the word? Um, sexual permissiveness, uh, repression. Thank, thank you. Repression. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with uh, sexual repression. Mm-hmm. And so when people either come out of the church or, I mean, just even growing up here in general, I think it just tends to make people more promiscuous. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, no slut shaming here. Sluts are good. But. <laughs> some of my favorite people. Yeah. Some of my favorite people are sluts. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I. I. I think that that's probably what it is. And honestly, we get like a huge influx from time to time of people that, and I don't know if this is just Utah or if this is like other polyamory communities in different states, but a huge influx of people that like just can't get laid. So they think they have more options in the polyamory community. And it's like, (laughs) no, you still have a bad personality and a bad dick in the poly community, too. You know what I mean? I I don't really like I don't get it, but we get a lot of that. Like every once in a while, we'll have like 25 new people and all of these people start messaging me on OkCupid and like, hey, I'm kind of new to polyamory and. I hate to be a dick, but like most of the time I'm just like, not interested. <laughs> noob. Or, or yeah, noob. Or I just don't message them back because it's like, I'm not looking to just like, fuck you. Yeah. And I'm not looking to just like hang out and be friends with benefits. Like polyamory isn't that for me. It's the ability to be able to, and we talked about this before, being able to love people openly and freely and as many people as you want as long as you're doing it ethically mm-hmm. well yeah i was going to say what what exactly is polyamory <laughs> i mean we uh, you know we we hear people of we hear of people who are polyamorous and i think a lot of the time particularly here in utah for people who are not part a part of that community they hear polyamory and they get it confused with polygamy a lot of the time oh people especially here in utah right yeah people think i'm a polygamist all the time and i just want i just look at them like honey do i look like i fucking want to like serve one dude and not be able to fuck anybody else like come on (laughs) honestly it's ridiculous but yeah we get confused for polygamists all the time but it's it's not that because in polygamy it's really about one man having multiple wives and polyamory is so much more open it's about a married couple that have a girlfriend that they can share or like in Joel and I's situation, uh, he dates people and I date people. Sometimes we fuck people together, but that doesn't happen all the time. (laughs) It's mainly like he does his thing and I do my thing. And then every once in a while we get together like a big family and have barbecues or game nights and that's pretty much it. Honestly, dude, it's like really normal. It's a lot more normal than people think that it is. Um, it can be complicated depending on the type of person that you are and the way that you deal with your jealousy and stuff like that. Um, but polyamory is not, let me repeat, not a way to fix your marriage because <laughs> a lot of people do that too. Mm-hmm. They'll think, oh, well, we've been married for so long and we've just had each other. Especially- Things are getting a little boring. Yeah. and. Th- no, it, it's this will not. spice it up. It'll refresh our 
our mm. relationship with each other. Yeah, because yeah. true swingers and polyamorous people, they can be swingers, but swingers are not automatically polyamorous. Um, they Well, what's the difference there? What's the difference between being polyamorous and a swinger? So if you're just a swinger, you're you're just one of those swingers. You're just one of <laughs> you're just one of those swingers. Yeah. So if you if you're a swinger, you're basically out to just fuck people and have a good time. Okay. Like one night stands, uh like party. Party basically. Hmm. If you're there's no emotion. You're not supposed to fall in love. Hmm. Um and that's an a, an agreement that a lot of couples come up with like oh well we can fool around with other people but we're not allowed to fall in love or like uh have a have feelings for other people hmm. that's ridiculous <laughs> that's ridiculous because especially if you like enjoy being around somebody and you're intimate in that way it's just natural for you to fall in love or for you to like have feelings have, em- have emotions yeah yeah it's it's natural to have emotions it's you know we're humans uh but uh, in polyamory, like it's like like I said, it's so much more open where you can be whoever you want to be. You can love who you want to love. It really depends on what your agreements are with your other partners. Um, there are some couples that consider themselves primaries, which is fine. It's like couples that have been married for a while. They have kids together. They have to make each other their number one priority. Um, Joel and I kind of do that. Because although his kids are not my kids, I have taken on the responsibility of living with him and raising his kids because we have them full time. They're basically your kids also. I mean, <laughs> they, yeah. they they are. They're yeah. they're my kids. And they either call me mom or stepmom or whatever. Hmm. So they're basically my kids. Um and then Joel and I, we share finances and so we don't because of what it means to call somebody your primary a lot of the times in poly communities, we don't like to come out and say, oh, he's my primary because that normally means like, oh, this person is more important than you. But that's not necessarily true in our case. Um, everybody is just as just as important as everybody. But like if I get into a car accident and uh, I go to the hospital and Joel's on a date like he's going to fucking leave that date and get, <laughs> come to the hospital. You, you know what I mean? Or like Joel's like out of town or what, like he's obviously going to come home and take care of me because I'm the one that needs him the most mm-hmm. at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of couples that do the the veto rule where they can just say, oh, well, I just don't like this person. So oh, I thought you were talking nope. about some Italian guy. Where they bring in Vito. Yeah. <laughs> Vito is very popular. All the women love him. And sometimes he comes in to fix the situation. Well, it's funny. I thought of one very specific Italian person because I heard the DeVito rule. Ah. <laughs> or not the, but I heard DeVito rule. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they bring fit. in DeVito rule. That's he what I heard. Fit, he will fit in a large, like, trunk suitcase. <laughs> you just roll that suitcase in, open it up, and he pops out naked, all oiled up like he does in Always Sunny. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, I don't know how many other polyamory or polyamorous couples do that, but Joel and I are definitely into the DeVito rule. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, so there's the veto uh-huh. rule, <laughs> and your partner can basically say, well, I don't like this person, so sorry, that's not going to happen. And that's really unfair, because a lot of the times you can be jealous, or you could just be in a bad mood and not really be thinking, and that's just not 
That's not an ethical thing to do, in my opinion. So that's not how I do polyamory. Well, um, I, I, I could imagine that it r- quickly gets into this revenge thing. Like, you know, one person just like, nope, I'm not going to, you're, that's, that's out. That person's totally out. And then the, ne- mm-hmm. then the other person's like, well, fuck you. Next time you want someone, I'm just going to veto them. And yeah, goes back and forth. And then it's just. Exactly. And that's why polyamory doesn't work for a lot of people. And there is such a bad perception of what polyamory is and like what it does to families. I mean, like Joel's ex-wife's family, they are convinced that polyamory destroyed their entire family. Mm. And it's like. Yeah, it wasn't that she was just a shitty fucking human being. And was addicted to meth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That didn't end the end no. the marriage. It was because Joel wanted to fuck other women. Yeah. <laughs> even though she was fucking a bunch of other dudes. But, yeah, but meth, was meth. Her, meth was her primary, right? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meth was her primary. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So there are a bunch of different ways that you can do polyamory. And there are so many books out there and like so many blogs that you can read about how to maintain your relationships, how to do it ethically. Um, Yeah, because there's just, there's a lot of shit out there. I'm not saying that polyamory is the way to do it because there are, I I believe that it's a lot more natural than monogamy, but I also understand that monogamy is a lot easier for some people and they just don't. And is also natural, right? I mean, well, well, I mean, it's become natural amongst our species. so, you, so you don't think there's there's anything natural about monogamy in hu- among human in human beings? I'm just no, I'm asking. I'm just exploring. I'm no, not. No, no. I, I don't really have an. Endgame. I would say historically, no. For over over the long longer spans of recorded history, I mean, there's a lot more cases where monogamy wasn't the uh, maybe for de facto norm for kings and stuff, but for the majority of humans, I think it was. I okay, so this is basically this is how I feel, and there are studies and stuff that have been done on this. Mm-hmm. On this, I I am not knowledgeable of them, but from what I gather, from what I've read, it isn't natural to be monogamous. It is better because of the way our society is set up. Um, because of like it's more conducive to maintaining a productive society, kind of thing. Yes, or? exactly, okay. exactly. And as far as going into that a little bit more. Give me some time to read some books okay. uh, and some studies. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, I do think that being polyamorous is a lot more natural, be- like as an animal, you know, we're animals. Um, so, yeah, that's just my opinion on that. And there are a ton of things that well, we that's can just talk like about and explore. Your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> my, my opinion is important, okay? Well, since you haven't listened to the Tim episode, because he, he was saying that the whole fucking time. Well, that's. I thought you were doing a Tim throwback. Oh, no. No, oh. I was. No. Oh, I, that totally reminded me of that fucker. No, no what? It's, was, it's from a movie. What movie is that from? That, that was from The Big, Big Lebowski. Lebowski. Yeah. Oh, okay. It is true. That's from there, too. Yeah. But yeah. I remember Tim kept going, well, uh, fuck, man. Just listen, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, there's a ton of stuff that we could talk about um, and how it works and how other people do it and how to maintain a relationship, how you decide to do it like how you start once you decide either by yourself or with a partner that you want to explore polyamory um and really it all comes down to you need to be honest like fucking more honest than you've ever been in your entire life and you have to like 
be so empathetic it's fucking disgusting <laughs> like those and lucky for me well because it I'm quickly becomes empathetic. well yeah i mean it quickly becomes messy if you're not right i mean definitely yeah. because then you're having to maintain all of these different lies and backstories and everything but if you're so i've heard it also referred to as what it, uh when richard carrier came to town and was talking about it he called it ethical non-monogamy yeah ethical non-monogamy yeah. um where you're just open about what you're doing and who you're seeing and and all of that and and sharing all of this with all of your partners or mm-hmm. anybody who at least wants to know about it anyway mm-hmm. um and just being completely honest with everybody about it yeah that you're not hiding anything that is later going to cause hurt feelings from anybody you know it's it's openly discussed and just just all very above board yeah and a lot of people, like I said before, a lot of people just go into it like, oh, this will fix my marriage. You're like, oh, sweet. I get to fuck a bunch of chicks. No, dude, <laughs> it is hard. Even if you're like a solo or like a single polyamorous person, which means you don't have like a primary or a living partner or whatever. Um, it's fucking hard. Um, it, it takes so much time to to listen to all these different people's feelings and you have to like go through and and work stuff out with all of these different partners and i'm not technically dating anybody else at this point because uh i have way too much to do (laughs) Um, i can't be worrying about another partner and that's just a decision that i've made um you can't be juggling that many balls is that what you're trying to (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) except except the one dude that i'm talking to the jewish guy that i'm talking to oh right right but yeah i don't really know where that's gonna go we're just we're just talking right now um do they do they have like little teeny tiny condoms that only go on the back of their head (laughs) like a little yarmulke condom Uh, no never mind we'll cut that too (laughs) a yama condom Right. Okay, we'll keep it for we'll the other it. head. We'll keep, we'll keep that. Okay, I was I was like thinking like head. Oh yeah, no. Okay, I didn't. Little, I was little not, teeny tiny sideburns. I I can't see I can't I can't see your hands. So no, like I didn't true, know yeah. you were like meaning like. Oh, he's been like, playing with himself the whole time. Head. Yeah, it's it's totally out over here. <laughs> Usually we have a sheet or something yeah. between, so I don't have but to you, see what's uh, going on over there. You decided to just, you know, watch, keep, keep it open, to, yeah. just, just watch. Man, I've had a really rough week. I just need to like check out Matt's dick for the next yeah. few hours. Sometimes you're a watcher, sometimes you're not. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> anyways, just to wrap up, yeah, it's there's a lot we could talk <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, wrap it's, up. It's super, it's super, wrap it up, kids. Um, it, it's it's really tough. Like there are so many times where I tell Joel, like, "Fuck, dude, I wish I was a monogamous person sometimes because life would be so much easier." But I'm just not. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> because, well, and and I don't. I mean, I'll, clearly, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing. That because you're not just swinging, you're not you're not just out to fuck somebody. You're you're having an emotional as well as possibly physical relationship with other people. So, of course, the more people that you involve in that, the more complicated things become. You know, you're not just you know I I have somebody who's my primary or or my husband or whoever, and then I also f- just fuck people on the side that I don't really give two shits about. And we're just having yeah. sex. It's 
there's an emotional connection, I'm guessing, with with polyamory versus just swinging. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But I do fuck people that I have no emotional connection with. Yeah. But that's a whole nother story. (laughs) Well, and that's totally (laughs) fine, right? You could do both. Which is fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. No slut shaming. (laughs) But, uh, But yeah, I mean, there's... There, there aren't any like limits as long as you're being ethical and moral. Like, you don't have to well, say, it's "Oh, it's not I'm this ethical kind of or moral to do more than one person at a time." Summer Marie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I forgot that I'm not a very moral person. <laughs> well, Joel it is Rodica. Joel Rodica. Please cut that out. I still don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. It, there isn't really even a joke there. It's just a poor No, one, so. you know what I thought you were saying? Joe Erotica. Oh, yeah. You know that weird guy that was like running for president? The oh, of the right, Tigers? right, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. He was on oh. Tosh, right? I don't remember. I vaguely remember that guy. Yeah. Was he the guy who can give, give everybody a pony? I no, think that, so. Wasn't no? that, wasn't that Vermin Supreme? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Vermin Supreme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vermin oh, Supreme. Right. Why the yeah. fuck didn't we vote for him? Right, uh, I, he wasn't. He I take a pony. Hindsight, <laughs> he wasn't on the ballot in this state. Oh, he was he much more eloquent than our current president for sure. And he had yeah. he had solid plans <laughs> for ponies. <laughs> solid pony plans. Solid pony plans. Well, yeah. I mean, but but honestly, that's what Trump promised too. It, it wasn't ponies? any better. It wasn't any better. I well, mean, he was going to make it, that wall out of ponies. Yeah, but essentially, that's that the alt right. That's the alt right's <laughs> pony, right? Is the the wall and all yeah. this well, nonsense that he's never going to do. What? Oh, but anyway, a, a wall of dead ponies. <laughs> F- okay. <laughs> Fuck that got dark. Yeah. Well, because if, if they're live ponies, they're going to keep making gaps in the wall. Well, if they're like if they're really good at stain, you could probably teach a pony to stain. But you got to stack like them thirty dog. feet high. But, I mean, you could probably lean them up against something. Yeah, but then all the Mexicans are just going to jump on the back of the ponies and ride them into town. Stop it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Not bad. All right. All right. I'm We're putting done. it into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you in the studio with us tonight, Summer. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming. We'll have to have you back again to talk about yeah. polyamory and, and all that kind of stuff. I would love to do More that. More in-depth, because it's interesting. I, and like I said, I know... I, I have a ton of poly friends, but I don't really know a whole lot about the poly community. I'll educate you. Okay, I'm gonna look up more too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But I know that some. I know that other animals are monogamous as well. I'm not trying to make a case. Yeah, but I just. I, like, seems like to me both of them penguins could be natural. Yeah, but some some orchid uh, orcas not orcas like the what are dolphins penguins penguins well, are it... dolphins monogamous? Uh, I don't know. No, I think they're sluts. <laughs> Those are the two options. Big sluts. Big watery Why? sluts. I saw one jerking off with a fish in a video once. <gasps> what? Do you remember, remember seeing that video oh where the, the dolphin's swimming around the tank and it's got a dead fish around its penis and it's rubbing it up against the wall where oh. all the kids can see it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch that kind of porn, Ryan. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not in the anime porn? Anime mono? Anime mono porn? Okay, I, I, I gotta go now. <laughs> Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon subscribers Larry Wilson, Marius Butrakowski, Dr. Dan Metz, boss from the 2SC podcast, to whom we pledge loyalty, Janet Uter, Let Them Eat Kafefe, Stephen Andrus, Mo Cowbell, Christy Kalbach, Anonymous Casper. <laughs> Megan Kennedy, Andrew Vodapich, Alicia Gerhardt, Brandy Hamrick, Jeremy Goodson, Angelica Pearson, Andy Faulkner, Utah Outcasts, Wes Aaron, Taylor Grin, 
fuck you and your I still don't qualify rules, Grant Larimer, a.k.a. the Purple Dragon, and Savitakuna and the Gaytheist, Mr. Aaron Burton. Thank you all yep. very much. Thank you very much. If Indeed. you, too, would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution. And let us know what you would like to hear as part of the Patreon portion of the show. We would greatly appreciate that. Thanks again, Summer. It's mm-hmm. been awesome having you here. We will definitely will have you back in the future, in the near future. I'm guessing sometime next month, maybe. That would be great. Schedules depending and all of that kind of stuff, because I know you're a busy lady. I could probably squeeze you in. Oh. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> and so until next week. Crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve nirvana. And rate the show five times a day with your primary. (laughs) I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. Bitch, 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 I'm a boss ass bitch. Bitch, 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 I'm a boss ass bitch. I don't give a fuck about you ratchet ass names. You can suck a dick, I'm all about fame. Fuck a nigga, fuck a bitch, straight getting paid. I love money, that's all I gotta say. You say fuck love, I say hey. Nigga fall back, I'm made for the game. Bitch, shut the fuck up and scream my name while I run up on these toes in this fat ass rain. I seen a bum, so I gave him change. And I seen your nigga and he gave me brain. In the fucking he bang my name. name. I'm so turned up, I'm insane. A L I Z E, that's me. Your girl 17, and I got that green. green. Bitches hate me, cause I'm that thing. Your nigga went down and gave me the ring. Ring, 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 ring. Cause I'm a boss ass bitch. Bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch. Bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch. Bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch. If you use your tongue, I'ma like that. Put my arms to the bed, I'ma fight back. I put my tongue on your neck, how you like that? And when you go deep, ha, cat scratch. Before you eat the pussy, you gon' bite my neck. Beat me over the bed, make me suck wet. Head game crazy, got me screaming his name. Tiny Fame Six from the Swagged Out Game. SEFO, that's fam, yup. Swag the fuck out, and we stay turned up. Clearly, um, I don't give a fuck. Issues on mamas, we can scrabble up. Bitches say you know me cause I'm thick. We can scrabble up these hands you can get. Clearly, I'm Lady Tiny Fame 6. So all you bitches get off my tip. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. Tryna run up on me, bitch. I put you in your place, pretty ass bitch. With a pretty ass face, got your nigga yelling out my motherfucking name. K D U C E, yes, that's me. Got your nigga fantasizing about my pussy. Got your nigga going, going insane, and so do I when he give me brain. I'm Alize and I'm back on this beach. Y'all bitches ain't shit, y'all nothing to me. I stay turned up, don't worry about me. And when I come to your hood, yeah, you gon' see me. I'm a pretty ass bitch taking off face. Bitches better know it that the squad gon' run it. Candy B and K Deuce Alize on this because I'm a boss ass bitch. Think you know where this about to go. We too turned up for you, bitch. I thought.
Where this about to go, we too turned up for you Bitch, I thought you knew I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch I'm a boss ass bitch can I get like really close to it? Yes, actually, yeah. that would be preferred. Can I touch my nose, uh-huh. like on the thing? Uh huh. <laughs> Just know that there are, have been other noses touching yeah. it as well. So <laughs> never mind. I won't do that. Then. <laughs> yeah, you've got a button there if you need to cough or sneeze or or fart through fart, my mouth, whatever. Yeah, you're farting out of well, your mouth hole. <laughs> farting has been known to be picked up on all microphones. Yeah, it has happened. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was Ryan. Serious, Don't fucking though? lie. Yeah, we... Dude, I swear to God, you better not fucking fart in here tonight. We have the clip someplace. It's kind of a small room. <laughs> Sick, dude. <laughs> My levels? Yeah. Fuck yeah, they look good. No, oh, yeah, he's a good looking guy. Is he related to any of the other Scars guards? Yeah, or... they're all the same yeah. family. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. like, like yeah. fucking his like eight parents of them. and his brothers and... Shit, he's only 27? Mm-hmm. And he's six four. Yeah, Jesus, and that's a big Swedish, Swedish meatball. <laughs> <laughs> we can mention what we can totally. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you almost got me. I'll say it. I don't care. I don't. I don't give a shit. I ain't a feared. I ain't a feared of this. Talk about my grandma, and then I want to talk about polyamory. Okay. okay. Which is weird. <laughs> We're going to have this weird transition into. <laughs> yeah, well, indeed. Wait, we need to think of a question for me to like talk about my grandma. Yeah, but we already started recording. Oh, We're recording? I can edit and do whatever oh, in fuck. post. So. That's <laughs> right. Oh, this, like, is, this is going out live. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, that would have been funny, though. <laughs> and we're back from our commercial break. <laughs> okay, we need to think of like a good transition. Tell into... us about your grandma, Summer. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs>